What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that is helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. Here's how the show goes. You hit me up with three to five questions dealing with anything and everything from morality to spirituality, evangelization, catechesis, discipleship, acts of charity, works of justice, the list goes on. I will then spend time with your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that is helpful for you to become a saint. But my disclaimer is this. I'm not perfect. I'm not infallible. Therefore, every now and then the advice I share with you might not be good for you. If that's the case, please reject whatever it is that I say that does not help you to become a saint. However, if my advice is helpful but difficult, then I want to encourage you to lean into God so that he can give you the grace that you may need to fulfill the demands of discipleship over time. If you are a first-time listener, you can hit me up with your own questions, the comments, and critiques at www.essentialpress.com slash askfatherjosh, A-S-K-F-A-T-H-E-R-J-O-S-H. And you can also rate us and review us on iTunes and other podcast formats. This helps people find out about the show. If it's good for you, it could be good for them. And finally, um, you can share us on your social media pages. Uh, and again, that will help other people to find out about the show. Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk about sacrificing during Lent uh, when we have like depression, uh, ideas for fasting, and how to uh, remain faithful during prayer. You know, obviously, in the gospel, Jesus says, when you pray, when you fast, when you give alms. He doesn't say if you pray, if you fast, if you give alms, when. And so uh, th- today's show is going to really help us to dive deeper into penance and prayer and in fasting and so it's gonna be great and if you hear rain right now it's because y'all this weather in america is crazy it is cold and it is raining right now and uh yeah it's cold i don't like the cold i'm from louisiana I- i'm from louisiana and i don't like the cold so um but welcome to the show <laughs> All right, before we get into today's show, a few glory stories. Number one, my book of Father Mike Schmitz is, is out now. I'm so excited about it. It is available. And so uh, please go and get that at essentialpress.com or amazon.com if you've not gotten it already. I've already heard a lot of f- positive feedback. And uh, I was on Biden Together recently, and so I've been getting messages from different people who um, were blessed by our time together, my time with Heather and Michelle and Sister Miriam. And so super grateful for our conversation and for God already bearing a lot of supernatural fruit through our dialogue with each other. A number of people have emailed me uh, and messaged me telling me that they're going to confession for the first time in a very long time. So I'm just so, so grateful that our conversation is uh, bearing supernatural fruit. Uh, another glory story is today I got to go uh, bring communion to the homebound. And as simple as that is, uh, just as a priest, it's, it's not every day I could do that, right? Because there's so many things that I'm doing as a priest. And uh, it was such a gift to be with this beautiful elderly couple. And uh, at one point, the husband said to the wife, he said, you're not my best friend. And I was like, uh-oh, the shade, the shade is real. And he said, Jesus is. He said, but you're number two. And I just, my heart leaped uh, to, to see this, this couple who both love the Lord. The wife said she wakes up at two o'clock every day and prays the rosary and watches mass. And it's just, it was so beautiful to be with them and their family. And so what a huge, huge gift from the Lord. And finally, my other book, Black Catholics on the Road to Sainthood is also um, out as well. You can get that on amazon.com also. 
And so uh, definitely uh, go cop that. We've got a lot of positive feedback and support from a lot of people. Uh, the Superior, the Josephites just came out with an endorsement for that. And quite a few bishops as well have said that that book is very helpful for, for them. And so we're just so happy to, to help uh, promote the cause of these saints, uh, the future saints, Sister Thea Bowman, Mother Amri DeLille, Mother Mary Lange, Father Augustus Tolton, uh, Pierre Toussaint and Julia Greeley. We need to get their names out there and their stories out there so more people can um, experience the gift that they are to the church. And so uh, super excited about that. So there's so many good things happening in Lent. Oh, and real cool, cool news. Um, I just got an email from Ascension saying that uh, we have received our highest viewings uh, as of as of January. So we have over 4 million downloads. And so praise God for that. So thank y'all for tuning in. It's, uh, it's a huge honor to know that so many of y'all are uh, choosing to walk with us in, in your path toward becoming saints. Now, before we get into the show, I have feedback. And this comes in from Jenna. Is that how you say it? It's, it's J-E-N-N-E. Jenna. Jenna. Jen. Jean. Jenna. Jen. Jen. Lay back, uh, <laughs> Jen and Jen in prayers. <laughs> oh, with my mind on the Lord and the Lord's on my mind. So Jen or Jen or Jen A says, hey, Father, thank you so much for your wisdom, your joy and your humor. I love that poem, that prayer you read in the podcast a few weeks ago. We need saints. Would you be able to share it or let me know where I could find it? I would love to share it with my Bible study, praying for you. God bless. Yes. So I will put that on my Facebook page. Uh, it's uh, from my friend Sarah Denny. Uh, she was in seminary with us at Notre Dame, and it was for her class with Dr. Tom Neal. He did a class on the lady, a really, really great man. He has a book coming out, hopefully this year, on lay saints and like the, the call to the lady for to be holy. And so uh, in his class, he invited all the students to write uh, little poems about why we need saints, and that was her poem. So I would definitely cop that and put that on social media for you. All right, now let's get into today's show. First question comes in from Anonymous about sacrificing during Lent. Hey, Father Josh, how should I approach Lent whenever I battle with achadia or sadia and depression? It has recently been brought to my attention that I struggle to love myself and that and that's impacting my ability to love my neighbor. I'm trying my best to love God above all things and to be more forgiving of my own failings, but I'm afraid the mournful tone of Lent is going to be heavy, a heavy time. I'm a recent convert and just entered the church last year at Pentecost. I praise God. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Uh, so I'm still trying to find my feet and understand when to put myself to the side and when to care for myself. Thanks for all you do, Anonymous. Yes, yeah, so that's a really great, great question. So uh, part of that question, I think, is one that I need to acknowledge that I'm I'm limited in how I can respond to this question. I do think that, you know, everybody could benefit from counseling. Um, so uh, I've had a counselor, a lot of my priest friends, religious friends and lay people not only have spiritual directors, but I've also had counselors. And so first and foremost, I would, if you're not already seeing a counselor, I would encourage you with depression to see a counselor. Spiritual direction is, is not the answer for depression. Um, and so there are members of the body of Christ in CR 38, we read about these members who have the gift to accompany us whenever we have different things we're going through. And so we, we want to reverence those doctors. We want to reverence those doctors and those pharmacists and those other people that can help us when it comes to depression. So that's depression. As far as Asadia, 
And Shady goes, I think that we need to make a clear distinction to uh, acknowledge that though acedia is related to depression and like um, it's not the same thing as as depression. The word actually means uh, lack of care. That's like what it literally means, lack of care. And it has a distinct spiritual and moral character to it. And so some symptoms of acedia are chated, depending on how you say it, uh, include like, you know, boredom with the spiritual life, restlessness with the spiritual life, sadness about the spiritual life. And whenever we battle with acedia, uh, we, we struggle with prayer, um, more so than normal. Prayer will always be a battle. That's what the Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches. Prayer is always going to be a battle. Uh, this is how I fight my battles. What was a song by Jordan Sparks came out in 2009? Uh, why does love always feel like a battlefield, a battlefield, hey, a battlefield, why does love, you better go and get your armor, get your armor, get your armor, all right, so anyways, um, yeah, so prayer's always gonna be a battle, always, always and forever, come on, Luther, <laughs> something, something, ooh, 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 yeah, so with the Sadie, though, the battle is super intense and we have like no desire at all to pray desire to pray no so uh we experience a disgust for things of god uh and instead of focusing on like where god has us in this season of our life specifically in the path we're on the spiritual path we are constantly daydreaming about other ways other things uh, that just aren't for us that aren't in reality and so that's like i think what a good way to describe Asadia. Now, when I was on Sister Miriam's podcast, abiding together with Heather and Michelle, uh, I talked about what precedes our fault. So, like, what precedes Asadia is also uh, important because if we become familiar with our with like the triggers, then we could better avoid the temptations from the the enemy. Asadia is a vice; it's, it's it's not of the Lord, and so uh, we might do well to understand like things that typically can precede it and ways that we can fight against those things. Number one, whenever we're really dis- disappointed in needs that are not being met. So blessed are the poor in spirit, uh, Beatitudes, Matthew chapter five, the, the poor in spirit are happy because they don't, they don't grasp at anything or anyone. Like they trust that God is sufficient. They know that God is enough, not God and this ministry, not God and this relationship, not God and good grace, not God and acknowledgement, just God. So the goal is to like lean in deeper to the word of God so we can grow in intimacy with God so we can understand and recognize that Jesus Christ really does fulfill and everything else is lanyap. And so if things don't go my way, I'm not going to be disappointed because I have Jesus. As long as I have Jesus, I have, I have everything, everything. I have all that I need. I have all that I need. I might have lost a friendship or a relationship. I might have lost a job. I may have lost the ministry, but I have God and God is sufficient. Another thing that can precede Asadia is exhaustion. Because we have not reverenced our limitations as human beings, we are limited members of the body of Christ. We cannot do everything. And so when we overcommit because of our pride, right, because we don't reverence our limitations, we think we are more than we really are, we will get exhausted and exhaustion uh, will always, always open the door for us to fall into vices. And some of those vices might be a sadia. Uh, and then finally, just being uber confident in our discernment. Like, I'm not infallible, y'all. I... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And yeah, even, and I pray, I, I do pray, I do fast and I study, but like, I'm also aware that I get things wrong all the time and I, I misdiscern things all the time. And, and so we can't be so stuck on our discernment. Well, I have this experience of prayer, therefore I know like, no, we really don't. We really don't. 
And so sometimes whenever we get super stuck on our way, then what happens is that we will be disappointed because things will not go our, our, our way. And, uh, and then that will, again, potentially open the door for Asadia to creep in and invite us to suggest that we dwell in, on that. So what can we do to, to fight against this? Number one is have a keepable, simple rule of life with regards to prayer. So during prayer, don't focus on herself too much. Focus on Jesus. Gabrielle Bosis has this great book called He and I. And in that book, she's a lay mystic. Uh, one time God said to her, who's your God, me or you? And she said, well, you are. And he said, well, why do you think about yourself more than you think about me? So in prayer, try to focus on God. And reading the scriptures helps us to focus on God. Uh, reading the scriptures is a, a great way to pray. Uh, fast from saying yes to new invitations, right? Uh, once you have discerned what you're going to do for that month, you make firm commitments, and then if anyone asks you outside of those commitments, say no. I've been doing that. That's like my word for the years. No, 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 no. So yeah, it just I remember years ago I had a, a firm role of life where I only did four speaking engagements a year. I could do a little bit more now, but I remember like I I had four booked, and then a conference that I really wanted to speak at called me. Like, hey, can you speak? And I said no, I can't. Like I really want to, but I literally just booked my my fourth event for the year, and. uh and so it was difficult to say no, but I, I did. And it, I reverenced my limitations and I was happy because of it. Whenever we say yes to everybody and mama, we will burn out and we will say yes to so many things that we won't be good at anything. That's what Mother Teresa said. She said, the devil tempts the good with good things so that good people do so many good things that God never called them to do. And they don't do anything well because they're pulled in so many different directions. So every now and then we got to say no. And because we say no, does that mean we don't like the person we're saying no to or the ministry we're saying no to? It just means we're reverencing our humanity, our limitations. Uh, and finally, whenever negative call thoughts come, and they will come, right? Trust me, they will come. They come to all of us. Uh, write down what those thoughts are and bring it to the light to your spiritual director and also to your counselor if you have a counselor. Uh, that way they can accompany you in that and help you to see the truth. And final thing is, is give alms. I find that there's a joy and a peace. Actually, Isaiah says this and I, in the Old Testament. He says, if you want your wounds to be quickly healed, uh, share your food with the, with the hungry, clothe the naked. Uh, provide shelter your, for your family. So go out and serve other people. Uh, so when we are in service of the people, uh, that also can help us to uh, experience the peace of the Lord in the midst of our the depression that we might be going through in the midst of the desolation we might be experiencing in the spiritual life. So Anonymous, I hope that was somewhat helpful. Next question is about fasting. All right. Beth writes this, hey, Father Josh, I'm struggling to figure out what to give up for Lent this year, I've heard that fasting from food is more spiritually powerful than fasting from other things because fasting from food is biblical. Yes, it is. Uh, in fact, it was the first commandment. Uh, well, one of the first commandments in Genesis, God told Adam and Eve to fast from the tree of knowledge and they ain't do it. And look what happened. Do you recommend fasting from food over giving up social media or Netflix, for example? I would like my Lent to be as fruitful as possible. Also, when we fast from food and we start feeling hungry, what do you recommend we do to experience while we experience this discomforting feeling? Thanks, Beth. Yeah, so a few things. Number one is when you fast, again, fasting is not optional. Um, so when you fast, and if you have an uh, eating disorder, then obviously it's best to always fast from other things outside of food. But when you fast, drink a lot of water, lots of water, lots and lots of water throughout the day, and sleep. Go to bed early the night before. And, and try to go to bed uh, early the day you're fasting as well. Uh, when you feel the hunger, that's an invitation from the Lord to chew on the Word of God. So instead of going to TV, instead of going to food, instead of going to alcohol, instead of going to friends, go to Scripture and let God's Word feed you. Um, so that's the gift of fasting from food at times, is that we feel it in our body. 
when we fast from other things that we are attached to, even good things, like some people might be attached to social media and you feel it, you really want to look at it, allow those to be the invitations to the Holy Spirit to go to the word of God, to go to the scriptures, to go to the writings of the saints, to go to the blessed sacrament, to go to the rosary, right? To go serve the poorest of the poor, right? Allow those to be invitations from the Lord. As far as what you ought to fast from, I mean, it's different for all of us. And so one way that you could discern fasting is, is look at your vices and find out which, which vice might be your dominant fault and then incorporate a way of fasting that could combat that, you know? So if you struggle with envy, then certainly, uh, fast from social media because it's so easy to look at other people's lives and get jealous. Uh, and so, yeah, we definitely don't want to do that. So that's, you know, one thing, if you struggle with uh, pride, fast from the mirror, <laughs> you look a hot mess, but, uh, but you'll be holy. And, uh, but yeah, and, and the same thing for food, um, the fast from food, the church says is one main meal, two small meals, no snacks in between. Uh, but then you could also do the bread and water fast. Uh, Our Lady Medjugorje always invites people to do, etc. I know Medjugorje is unapproved. I'm just saying. Uh, and um, yeah, those are just some options for you that you might find helpful. But definitely do fast and do pray and do give alms because Jesus did not say if you fast and if you pray and if you give alms. He said when you pray, when you fast, and when you give alms. And uh, hopefully that was helpful. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to dive into our final question about distractions in prayer. Nestled under the warm Florida sun is a university whose name indicates a vocational call. Ave Maria, Latin for Hail Mary, recalls the angel Gabriel's announcement to Mary of her future vocation, becoming the mother of God. Enriched by God's grace, Mary freely ascends to this call. This is the model for all students. Come to Ave Maria University, where we offer a liberal arts curriculum buoyed by the sacraments. This empowers you to clearly see your vocational call, whatever that might be. Ave Maria University, your vocation location. Visit AveMaria.edu or call 1-833-AMUSWFL. All right. And we're back. Quick reminder, you can hit me up with your own questions at www.essentialpress.com slash askfatherjosh. And uh, you can rate us and view us on iTunes and share us in the social media pages. Final question comes in from Cade. Cade says this about distractions in prayer. Can you please give me some advice on how to focus or what to focus on in prayer? I struggle in prayer specifically when praying the rosary or any other series of established prayers. I often find when reciting prayers like the Our Father or the Hail Mary that my mind will wander. And when I'm done saying the prayer itself, I'm not sure if it really counts or has meaning. This happens when I recite the prayers out loud alone or in a group and when I recite them silently. I try to focus on the words of the prayer or the mystery I'm on, but frequently I will start thinking about my problems or my prayer intentions, which are usually the same things or even other things. I usually repeat prayers if I thought I was too distracted or insincere in my thoughts. I believe my heart is in the right place with my intentions and praying is important to me, but I don't feel comfortable just saying the words while my mind is everywhere. Any suggestions you have are very welcome. Yeah, okay, that's a great question. I struggle with distractions too, as did so many saints before us. So, what helps me, being that I definitely have distractions at all times, you can ask anybody who I work with or do ministry with, I am as ADD as they get. But what helps me is, as you say, praying out loud is one thing, but if that doesn't help for you, then write your prayers down. So like write the Hail Mary down on paper and then go to the scripture and reflect on the scripture. All right, so I do like the Lexi Divina Rosary. It's like, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, who invited Peter, James, and John to go with him into the Garden of Gethsemane, and he revealed to them 
that his heart was sorrowful to death. God, you know, you revealed to me that your heart is sorrowful. Like you're inviting me to this, this very intimate place. And am I reverencing you, God? Do I have I reverenced your heart? Have I paid attention to you today? Or did I ignore you the way Peter, James, and John ignored you and this just chose to sleep instead of being attentive to your suffering? Uh, God, give me the grace to be attentive to you. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So I incorporate scripture into my rosary, and then I, you can even write it down. And that way, it'll be a lot longer. So you could like maybe just do uh, a decade a day because that could take you up to 30 minutes to do like that. But that can definitely help you. Uh, obviously, avoid other distractions. Keep the phone away, TV off, noise away from you. Those things are always, you know, whatever. Um, an image of God in your prayer space. If you have like a, a prayer room in your house or in your bedroom, a little prayer corner, have a beautiful crucifix, light a candle so you can smell the incense. You can see the crucifixion. You could read the scripture out loud. You can write down your thoughts, feelings, and desires on paper. All those things, I think, help us to be attentive to God's face. St. Teresa says, in order for prayer to be authentic, we need to know who we're talking to and what we're talking about. So I think it's really important and great that you are aware that you don't want to just say your prayers in vain. You don't want to just repeat a bunch of words without being intentional about who you're speaking to and what you guys are speaking about. So I think you're on a, a great path, but I would just encourage you to try that out. Try out scriptural rosary and write down your prayer as you do it. I wrote a book called Pocket Guide to Adoration, and I kind of go into a lot of detail about how to do that well. So that might be helpful for you as you enter into vocal prayer to avoid distractions in the season of your of your relationship with Jesus Christ in your prayer. So let me know if that was helpful. I hope it was. All right, y'all. That is going to wrap up our Lenten edition of Ask Father Josh. So please pray and fast for me. And also, if you go to www.diobr.org slash vocations, you could join our diocese in praying for healthy and holy vocations to the priesthood of religious life. Fast for that intention. Pray the rosary for people who are fasting. And we have a free ebook available there as well that you can follow along with us to be inspired by the witness of so many saints who are priests and who are religious, who have preceded us in our relationship with God. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, we love you. We adore you. You are sufficient. You are enough. God, give us the grace to always just edify you and to glorify you in our thoughts and our words and our actions and our walk toward eternity. We ask this prayer, Father, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I will see you next week. Ask Father Josh. Same time, same place. Deuces.